Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the channel, hello and welcome. For those of you that listen regularly, hello and welcome. Um, I am a Reiki master teacher. I'm trained in shamanic uh, healing. I'm a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. These podcasts have been going for pretty much the same length of time, to be honest. Um, the website is sacredspacehealing.org, and you can see there what I offer, the Core Wound Healing Program, the Life Purpose Program, Sacred Union Sessions, one-to-one coaching and healing and mentoring, as well as the Abundance Sessions. If the podcasts have resonated with you or do resonate with you, then please donate to Appreciate. I am not linked to anyone. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not run by some fancy marketing agency, and I don't have financial backers behind me. I am literally an individual with my laptop and a microphone that I'm holding in my left hand right now. You'll hear the birds outside my window and you might hear the doorbell go. I keep it real and authentic and unedited and it's just as if we were in a room having a chat together or we were having a healing session together. Um, I like to keep it that way. I don't keep it that way because I don't understand marketing or I don't understand how to use um, you know, fancy stuff. I, I know perfectly well how to use these tools. If I wish to, I choose not to because I choose not to buy into that matrix. So um, all of your donations go straight back into creating more free content, basically. You're literally supporting me. You're saying thank you to me. And so I'm always very, very, very grateful for all the donations that I get and the lovely messages of support. Uh, For those that follow regularly, you'll know that I stopped the channel for a while. Really, the universe took that decision out of my hands. I did it for self-care, and I did it for boundaries. There were a lot of people taking advantage of my good nature, a lot of people wanting free content, a lot of abusive emails that were coming through, um, people that just thought that they could tap me for free information via email, phone calls, I mean, all kinds of stuff. You know, at some point when I was starting out as a healer, I'd have, I mean, sadly, mostly men saying, oh, do you want to meet up for a cup of tea? I could meet you in the park. We could chat about spirituality. And I just thought, there's nothing on my website that says that that's what I'm looking for. So, you know, people will give it a go if they think they can get away with it because they think you're a soft touch. And um, I had to stop things for a little bit and redefine boundaries. And I'm slowly stepping back into the podcasts and a new way of working. And I will share some of that journey at some point when it feels right to. But I share that anecdotal um, kind of feedback because today I'd like to shine a light on um, toxic spirituality. So, uh, yeah, head over to the website sacredspacehealing.org if you'd like to donate. And there's loads of other content there and information about me. But let's look at toxic spirituality. One of the things that I've heard a lot, (laughs) a lot, I wish I'd got paid for every time this has been said to me, um, on my journey as a healer and a teacher. And I I only really hear this from men. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting what that is, that a woman as a healer is expected to be a certain way, as a healer and as a teacher. And And I don't know if men get the same feedback. But I've predominantly heard from certain types of men, and they tend to be quite wounded, toxic men who don't like strong women. They tend to be bullies. Um, Is that, oh, that's not very spiritual, Amber. That's not very spiritual for a healer. You can't say that. You can't do that. If you were a real healer, you would be behaving like this. And suddenly, my role, my definition as a healer or a teacher is down to them. And their idea of spirituality, and of course their idea of spirituality is that I should be a doormat, I should be a pushover, I shouldn't get angry, I shouldn't have bad days, I shouldn't be grumpy, I shouldn't get sad, I shouldn't set boundaries, 
I shouldn't call out bad behaviour. I shouldn't be politicised. I shouldn't um, be strong. I shouldn't be feisty. I shouldn't swear. Uh, I shouldn't, you know, want to go out and party and have a good time. Whatever that is, whatever it might be I'm choosing to do with my life at the time. I mean, often at the time when this stuff has been chucked at me, I wasn't doing anything other than just being me. I wasn't, you know, doing hardcore drugs and I wasn't um, stealing or doing anything illegal. I was just being me. But it was so offensive to them that I wasn't sitting somewhere with my head covered, chanting, saying everything is love and light. Please walk all over me. I will forgive you whatever you do. Oh, you just kicked me in the face. That's okay. I must deserve it because it's my past life karma. Oh, you just uh, swore and shouted at me. That's okay. I forgive you because I'm a healer and I'm going to heal your pain away. And I think we have this idea that women as healers, you know, we're here to take on the shit of the world. That's okay. You can throw your crap at me. I'll take it. Oh, no, that's fine. That is my role as your healer in the world is to take every bit of crap that you can chuck at me and transmute and transform it because that's what a healer does and that is not what a healer does. I think we have this expectation of women and I actually think that we have an even greater expectation of this when it comes to Asian, South Asian women because of our very toxic um, way of viewing South Asian women, that they're subservient, that they like to bow at the feet of their men, um, that they are to be closeted, that they are to be controlled, that they are to be tamed, you know, and I know that East Asian and I know that African women have their own issues with how they are perceived, you know, and that, that we're, we're kind of stuck in these boxes. But I know as a South Asian woman from a South Asian background, the expectation when I am a healer is that I am here to carry the shit of the world, you know, like you see South Asian women carrying big buckets of tea leaves on their head and they're ferrying water around and they're these kind of selfless beings. Mother India, you know, who will keep loving and giving and giving and you can keep kicking her and raping her and abusing her, but she'll just keep taking it. And I think this is a very patriarchal, colonial view that has been imposed on South Asian women and then in the wider context imposed on women. You know, even our definition of Mother Earth, we can rape her, we can abuse her, we can, you know, put chemicals and pollutants in her, but she will still provide for us, she will still love us, and we will still be able to manipulate her to get what we want. And because we've not really seen the Earth, you know, we've not really seen planet Earth in many ways um, rage against this enough, because man keeps controlling Earth, we've not really seen the power of the of the enraged feminine. Um, and so we have this idea that we can do whatever we want to her and she will keep healing us and loving us unconditionally, like Mother Mary, you know, like the unconditional mother. And so in toxic spirituality, we have this idea, uh, this toxic idea, that being spiritual means being a doormat. It means loving more, giving more. It means, you know, giving till you bleed. It means being a Christ-like figure that it's okay for you to be crucified, it's okay for you to be vilified, it's okay for you to have no money, it's okay for you to be kicked and abused by clients or by people in your life because you are a healer, and that's your job. Your job is to take on the pain of the world. The job of the healer is multifaceted, and it depends what type of work you're doing. And these days, there are so many different modalities, it's kind of, you know, it makes your head spin. But the job of the healer, as I see it, is to... Um, assist you in coming to your own truth and your own healing because we all have the ability to do that in us 
And for me, a good healer is someone who says, I've walked this path, this is where I fell down, this is where I scraped my knees, and this is how I can help you because I walked this path. So I know the way through this this sort of barren landscape that you're travelling across now. I can show you the pitfalls. I can assist you. I can't take your pain away, but I can show you where you may trip and fall. And I can show you the places that you can go to for sustenance and for recovery. That, for me, is a good healer. They're not enabling you. They're not taking your pain away. They're not making you dependent on them. They're not telling you that their life is better than yours. In fact, you shouldn't even really know that much about their lives, I sometimes feel. You know, they are just there to bring you into your power. And when their job is done, they leave. And um, this idea, this toxic idea that our healer has to be someone that doesn't swear or burp or fart or drink or smoke or get angry is absolute nonsense. And I think the reason why it's imposed so much is, well, it's multifaceted, as I've said, but it also disempowers healers. It makes them feel as if... um, they're failing in some way, and it disempowers spirituality. Our great leaders were love in action. You know, Jesus was love in action. Gandhi was love in action. They weren't sitting around being doormats. They were out there doing the work. And this idea that, you know, if you're spiritual, you have to allow people to treat you badly, because otherwise to stand up for yourself and say, don't do that, is unspiritual, is absolute nonsense. It's gaslighting. It's usually perpetuated by narcissists and bullies. And it's something that we really have to start calling out now. It's really important if you're an empath, if you're someone that's sensitive, that you have incredibly strong boundaries because you're feeling things a lot more acutely than most people who aren't that tuned in. If they're not that tuned in, it's not like a failing or anything. They probably have other skills. Of course they do. But they don't have that. They don't have that thin skin where you feel everything. Now, most healers are empaths, they can feel the pain of others. So they don't need people to impose pain on them because they're already feeling that pain. They're already feeling the pain of the person in front of them. So to kick them some more and then ask them to be forgiving and ask them to be more spiritual is incredibly toxic and it's gaslighting and it usually comes, as I say, from narcissists and bullies. I think we have a duty. You know, I shine a light on this. If you are a healer, if you are a teacher that has experienced this toxicity coming at you. But I also shine a light on it if you're just an individual in the world and people say to you, oh, you should be more spiritual, to to call it out and to really start to ask yourself, what is spirituality for you? Not for the next person, not what we're being told it is, you know, that you need to wear a goddess dress and you need to waft around some sacred sites. What is spirituality for you? One of the most spiritual things that we can do is honour our physical body is honour our incarnation, is honour our dreams and our hopes and our desires and the things that we want to manifest in this world, is is fight for what we believe in. One of the least spiritual things we can do is be a doormat. And I say this from experience. I say this from many, many decades of thinking, I should be more spiritual, I should be more forgiving, I should be less selfish, I should give more, I should be more of service. And you know what? None of that stuff got me anywhere. I mean, the people around me were very happy. They were very happy with Amber when she was playing that role. They weren't so happy when she stood up for herself and said, you know, that thing that you said, it really hurt me. That thing that you did, it didn't feel good. Oh, they didn't like that. But you know who did like that? Me. You know who thanked me for that? My body. My poor little body that went through so many different kind of uh, violations of uh, my truth, of my spirituality, of my power, 
because I was conditioned to believe from a very young age that being a good person, that being a spiritual person, that being a holy person, that being um, closer to God means you have to suffer. And I think religion has also programmed this into us, that suffering is close to godliness. The more we suffer, the more we will be rewarded in the afterlife. And so I shine a light on on that. I mean, I you know, I don't talk about religion on purpose because these podcasts aren't about religion. But what if there is no afterlife? And I'm not saying that's my view or my belief, but what if there isn't? What if there is no reward? What if this is it? And you allowed yourself to be abused and used and spat on and, and dumped on because you believed that in the afterlife you would be rewarded. But what if there isn't a reward? What if this is the reward? And what you make of every given moment is the reward, is the paradise. It's just a what if, it's just something to consider. Toxic spirituality is taking over our landscape. And I think it's really important that we start to reclaim what is truly spiritual for us. And that we call it out when other people have the to the temerity, the kind of audacity to tell us that we're not more something. You should be more. Why aren't you more like this? You know, really people only say things like that when they're trying to control you and they're trying to control you because they can't control their own impulses, whatever those impulses are. Um, And the best thing to do is, you know, put up really strong boundaries or walk away because these aren't people that you want in your life, really. So shining a light on that, there's a lot more to say around this. I have talked about toxic gurus toxic healers, Um, but toxic spirituality was something that I wanted to shine a little light on, share some personal anecdotes with you so that you know that I'm not just spouting hot air, but this comes from personal experience, and that I understand what it's like when you're starting out on your journey, because that was me, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I put up with a lot of bullshit from people, because I thought that that made me more spiritual, that that made me a better person. And, you know, in some ways, it was a huge, wonderful learning curve for me. And I loved being in that space. I loved being in that space of kind of surrender and unconditionality and unconditional love. But what it did do is it really impacted on my well-being and it really impacted on my health um, in very damaging incremental ways that I wasn't aware of at the time because I was fueled by youth. I was fueled by the power of the work. But at some point, that fuel runs out and you realize that it's run out because you've not topped up your own reserves enough with self-care, with self-love, with boundaries, with tenacity, with a bit of kick-ass that says, no, it's not appropriate for you to speak to me in that way or treat me in that way just because I am on a spiritual journey or just because you think that I'm a spiritual person or just because I am in this role of healer at this moment in time. And a lot of empaths put up with a lot of really bad behavior because they think that it makes them better people to do that. And that is conditioning. It's pure conditioning. It started in organized religion and it's now worked its way into spirituality, which is that, you know, the more we suffer, the better we are as people. And it's not true. I do not believe for one second we are here to suffer. Suffer has been glamorized and glorified. And it's actually, um, it's very dark. It's very twisted. It's masochistic that we have this ingrained belief that the more you bloodlet, the more you suffer, the more you bleed, the more you grieve, that somehow you become a better person. There is no need for that. We can have periods of it in our life, but we don't have to endlessly suffer in order to feel that we're better people. You know, God's spirit universe doesn't reward suffering. If we do believe in an all-loving, all 
benevolent force that watches over us, whether that's God, spirit, universe, nature, your angels, your spirit guides, whatever, why on earth would they want to see you suffering? You know, yes, suffering can be useful. But one of the reasons why suffering, I think, initially got glorified was so that we could handle it better. So we could say, oh, there's something for me to learn from this. And now it's almost become glorified. And, um, and, and that's perverse. So shining a light on toxic spirituality, take from it what resonates, recycle what doesn't. Um, wherever you are on your journey, I send you much love, peace, and abundance. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. Do check it out. Until the next time.